The views and opinions expressed by guests on the Hide and Seek podcast are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views, opinions, or positions of the host or contributors. Hey everyone, this is Sarah. Would you like to take a more active role in the Hide and Seek community? Would you like to share your thoughts with other listeners? Join us in the Hide and Seek podcast discussion group on Facebook. You can find us by searching Hide and Seek Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook. This podcast deals with mature topics that may not be suitable for all listeners. Material heard on the Hide and Seek Podcast is intended for adult listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy Thursday at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Sweet dreams are made of this. 24 Hour News aides Brady Gillum went to Sturgis tonight to speak with the missing woman's mother about what may have happened to her daughter. I can tell you where she most likely is. I hadn't seen anybody that I felt comfortable saying anything to until today. The stories they tell are pretty fuck. They're pretty freaking gruesome. I kept all the text messages, Facebook messages, the messages between me and Brittany. I have all of them. I have everything. I told him, I said, I'll kill all the motherfuckers. And I was going to have my people fucking take care of it. I'll just say Brittany's name out of nowhere just to see what somebody says. Because this little town around here would be hard to hide something like that. Because eventually everything comes out. To me, some days I don't believe anything happened to her. I think she just left. This is Hide and Seek, Season 3. I'm your host, James Basinger. Hey, guys. Let's do a short recap of last week's episode before we move on. Last week, I spoke to Ashley via her friend who was in the same room as her. Ashley sent me a screenshot of a comment made by a woman named Shasta. Shasta is someone that worked closely with Ashley for a period of time. The screenshot showed Shasta making a comment that read as if she had had the receipt at one time and turned it over to law enforcement. When I asked Ashley if she shared the screenshot with me because Shasta had the receipt, she tells me to go ask Shasta. 
so I do. I made contact with her and asked her directly about the comment she made on Facebook regarding the receipt. Shasta says she never had the receipt, but instead had a photo of the receipt that she turned over to law enforcement via a text message a detective sent her while speaking to him. I share my frustration with Ashley's friend and ask him why she would send me to speak with Shasta, knowing that she never had the physical receipt. His response was just, that's Ashley being Ashley. She doesn't like you. Good to know. Anyway, as the story of the receipt continued to unfold, Ashley switches things up and, well, the blame game continues. The story then turns from Shasta having the receipt to JJ having the receipt. Regardless of how Ashley obtained Brittany's gas receipt, it's curious to me that she sent me to Shasta with the insinuation that she had had the receipt in her possession. The only conclusion I could really come to about why she'd do this is that this is a game to her. Not having the answers is one thing. Then say you don't know. But making things up and raising the hopes of Britney's family and friends is just flat out cruel. This isn't a joke or a game. The only one laughing here is you, Ashley. In a follow-up conversation with Ashley's friend, he relays to me the story of the receipt as it was told to him by Ashley. The story he tells begins with JJ stealing Ashley's vehicle. She's able to find out that her vehicle is located at a home where JJ is staying. Ashley goes to retrieve her vehicle and says that while JJ was in possession of it, he cleaned it out, putting the trash in bags. When Ashley arrives, she tells JJ that she wants those bags. She says at this point, he goes inside the house and brings them back to her. She takes the bags and adds that JJ must have disposed of household trash in the same bags because she sees coffee grounds mixed in with the trash. I guess JJ was one of those courteous type of car thieves. Or was he? While speaking to Ashley's friend, I mentioned that in my previous conversation with him and Ashley just 24 hours prior, the story that was relayed to me at that time included Eric having the receipt. Quite different than the version I've just been told. As our conversation continues, Ashley's friend tells me that over the prior year, she's told him she emailed law enforcement twice. Once regarding a relationship Brittany had, and once regarding another theory Ashley had. I can't help but notice that there was no mention of her claims that Eric S. was in Brittany's phone account years ago. No mention of the receipt. One would think that this type of information would take precedence over nearly everything else. As our conversation moves on, Ashley's friend tells me that she previously told him that she knew Eric S. had nothing to do with Brittany's disappearance. But he says recently, she discovered information to the contrary. According to the information Ashley shared with him, Eric S. always has his location off, except for the very early morning of December 1st, 2018. When Ashley now says 
she recently saw that his location service was turned on around 1.30 a.m. as he was walking to her house from his parents' home. Hey, Eric, check your inbox. Over the past few weeks, we were able to obtain a conversation that took place between Gianna, also known as Gia, and Ashley. Ashley shares with Gianna how she came to have possession of the receipt. And I know this will surprise you all, but this version is much different than the previous version. I'm still trying to find a date for that picture. The only thing I know for certain is that it was in February 2019. That's when I met Guffy. That's when JJ stole my Ford, and Guffy's the one that got it found. Guffy, Shelby, and Larry all went to get my Ford once it was located. That's when Larry called me to tell me the key no longer worked. I told him just to empty it then, bring back all my things, and I would call the car lot in the morning. So he says okay, but then calls me back and tells me it's empty, other than two bags of garbage. I thought that was weird as hell to do, so fuck it, bring them to me. I found a small woman's bra, like 32A or some shit, a purse with a school ID in it, and one or two things of the girl's dad's credit cards, prepaid and empty, I'm sure, or it wouldn't still be in there, a business card with cash report or incident report number for someone with the last name of Tesloff, Newport 100 menthol packs and butts, those are JJ's cigarettes of choice, a couple spent CO2 cartridges, he carjacked people with a BB gun. How did he take your car originally, and when? I'm trying to recall what else, but this one's a hard memory to recall entirely. Two bags of garbage I rifled through three years ago. Okay. Originally because I let him, but not the day he stole it. I was in the bath the day he stole my Ford. He wrote a note and left it in my bed and said he was going to see his brother in jail. Never came back. Oh, okay. Got it. JJ kept taking my Ford at this point. This was right before he stole it and was going to Athens. When he stole it, Dale Guffey was the one who ultimately located it and got the key back for me. It was in Athens. Guffey and Larry took me there and talked to Audi. I had only met her a handful of times up until this point. At one point, she was like, you know me and JJ were fucking, right? I said, no shit, I'm not dumb. Why do I care though? She told me thinking she was going to upset me or something. She thought me and JJ were an item. (laughs) She said, oh, I thought that's why you were always pissed he was here. I was like, nope, I was pissed because I was without my fucking vehicle. Larry Kreutzer, a.k.a. Gay Larry. My other bestie bodyguard at the time turned snake and robber, I guess. The story continues to change. Look. We all understand that over time, our memory of different events can change slightly. But these glaring discrepancies are concerning. According to Ashley's conversation with Gianna, Dale Guffey, a previous boyfriend, and Larry, Ashley's former right hand, as she called him, were both present when her vehicle was found after JJ stole it. After seeing this conversation, we decided to reach out to Guffey and Larry. Here's Guffy's testimony. Dale Guffy. 
What up? What up? How you doing, man? All right. How you doing? I want to tell you, man. I'm just gonna comment on all that bullshit, but I want to tell motherfuckers, man, leave you the fuck alone, man. Leave you out there doing so. Fuck with you, you're making money off it or whatnot or anything. It doesn't fucking matter. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Fuck them. Anybody's anybody that's hating on that, they, they ain't got her best interest. And how it don't matter how, how you're doing it or whatever, if you're doing more than anybody else is doing. So who gives a fuck how you're doing it? So go back to 2019. I think it was it was February when you and Ashley started kind of like having a fling or whatever. Um, I can tell you the exact date. We know that by looking at the, the thing. But uh, yeah, somewhere January, February. Okay. So you remember when JJ stole her car? Yep. Okay. And she says in a message that like you located it, you found it. And is that all true? Like, cause she, JJ stole it. And then did you find out where it was at? Yeah. Okay, and then do you remember? Do you remember the location where it was at, or whose house it was at? Yeah, it was. It was in. It was in. Uh, it was in. But listen, though, when I do this, I don't. I don't want. I'm not like everybody. Else. I don't want my. I don't want me putting. I don't mind you playing my my, my phone calls or anything like that, but. I don't want like I'm telling you because you're not a cop, okay? Yeah, but yeah. I don't want to be putting everybody's business. I get, I'm trying to help Brittany. That's why I do it. 100. Other than that, I don't want everybody. I don't want to be. I'm not going to tell you I sell all this dope or all this other stupid ass incriminating shit or talk about other fucking people and and, and, and their crimes and all that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will tell you where it was. At. It was at an apartment in Athens. I was living there. Um, she was seeing JJ at the time. So so you go there. You whoever finds the vehicle, the vehicle you guys locate it. I think one of them called me and told me to come get it. I can't remember. I absolutely be 100% positive, but I didn't know to go there. I got a tip to go there. I don't know. I can't remember who gave it to me. I want to say it was one of the girls there. They were basically, it was like, come get this truck before it gets towed away. It's how he, he done tore it. Cause he tore it up, man. He tore the fucking, he tried to find, you know, GPS where he tore that fucking truck up. When you went to go get the vehicle, who was with you? Like who, who went with you? Uh, 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 uh. I don't remember if it was a male or a female. I don't remember if it was one of my people, Ashley's people, or what. I don't. I don't remember who was with me. I don't, but somebody was with me. I think they stay out. They stay out in the car though. I came in. They stay out in the car. I don't remember, man. I can't. I can't remember. The only thing I could do if we could figure out the date, I could go back in my messages through them dates and try to see. But I don't never erase my messages, bro. You know what I mean? I'll never erase my messages. So she says, JJ stole my Ford, and Guffy is the one that. Got it found. Guffy, Shelby, and Larry all went to go get my Ford once it was located. Shelby, who's oh that's that's Diablo? Is Shelby Diablo? I have no idea. She ever talked about Diablo? She never talked about Diablo? See, there was a there was a Mexican kid hanging around. I just seen him a few weeks ago too, and I asked him what's up with him. He, he looked healthy. He was like, Man, I'm I'm trying to stay away from all that shit. I asked him to tell Ashley, he's like, No, I'm just away from that crazy bitch, blah blah blah. I'm like, all right, and but uh if Shelby Diablo, that's possible, dude. I almost think Larry was, was. I don't remember who the fuck Shelby is, though, at all. But Larry, Larry was probably whoever it was that's out in the car. So, with that being said, they weren't nobody that was really there to have my back. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's probably why I walked in with. I remember having the baseball bat. So it goes on and continues that. Or actually, before I continue, I'll ask you some more questions. So let's say it's the three of you guys. From what Ashley's saying, she's saying that the that you guys went and that she wasn't present. I know I don't believe she was. No, she. I almost can guarantee she wasn't because she would have been in there trying to cause a scene or something. Probably that's how she, she is. You know what I mean? But I think we brought her. I don't know if we brought her back there later or whatever because the truck was tore up. Though. The truck was fucking stripped. You know what I mean? Not, not like the outside of it. He tore up wires out of it. He tore fucking. He's trying to find the goddamn GPS and whatever in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Doing some twack shit to the fucking car. Okay, so then. Hi, he, Jane. 
Hey, what's up? That's Kristen from episode 17. Tell me your story. You get to the point where you get the keys to the car, but it's not operable because no, it's not. You guys couldn't drive it. It wouldn't start. I think they. He tore the. He tore. I, I think. I, if I believe correctly, he tore the fucking remote up and everything. He fucking gutted the remote. Fucking. He tore. He tore it up. Okay. He did it because he said he was worried about blah, blah, but I think he just did it to be a dick. That's how he is. He just did it to be a fucking... If I, if I ain't got a truck, she can't have a truck. You know what I mean? He's a bitch. JJ's a fucking complete fucking punk. Just like the way he did you. You know what I mean? Talked all that. Then he get, ain't nobody going to do nothing to him. He's a, he's a fucking CI, dude. He's got a CI number. He told me about that fucking gun. Straight up told me, dude. Facts. Facts. Do you remember the inside of the car? There being stuff inside of it? Was it cleaned out? Was there a bunch of junk? No, there was a bunch of bullshit. I, I, I think it was a big old garbage bag full of bullshit in it, actually. You remember a bag of, of garbage in the car? What did you guys do with that stuff? I don't know. It was, it was theirs, not mine. You know what I mean? I looked through, I looked through it with them. But, you know, I I, 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 I tried to, to get in, but I tried not to look like I was too far in. You understand what I'm saying? Like Because I was trying to be the, the, the outsider collecting everything I could. You know what I mean? Did you guys end up taking those bags of trash back to Ashley's? I want to say we did. I want to say we did. And they kept going through me and then shit. I want to say we did, man. I want to say we did. And were you there when she went through it? Um, I'm pretty sure I was. I kind of, kind of remember it. But like I said, it was nothing real interesting. So I didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't, uh, I, I didn't. Why, why would she be going through the trash? I feel they spun a story. I feel they spun a story and they just played every angle they could with it. The reason why I'm asking is because she's claiming there's a major piece of evidence in that trash. What, what, like what? I, the receipt. Oh, that receipt? Oh. I remember, I kind of do remember some receipts, but I can't, I don't really think I remember that because I probably would have took it. <laughs> if I, if, but see, I didn't know at that time, I didn't know as many facts as I do now. I, I didn't really, know about like, that. I didn't know exactly what day it was. I didn't know about, I didn't, I knew about, I didn't know that, that like, about the gas and all that type of shit. You understand what I'm saying? So I can't really say that, but I do kind of remember some fucking receipts, dude, but I don't remember. Now, man, I want to say, but... It, when you were getting the car, did those bags of trash come from inside the house or were they in no, the car? No, 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 They was at the apartment. The apartment had nothing to do with the trash, supposedly. Going back to the bag, that's a, I mean, it's a big deal because I'm trying to understand the truth behind why she's got that receipt. And she's saying that the receipt is coming from inside that black bag. Now, what the way that you've told it and the way that someone else has told it and the way that she's telling it are different ways. Now, your story along with the other person's story is actually more accurate, but she was telling me she was there when she went to get the car. I don't, uh, no, she went to get the car. I think we went to get the car after that because the car wouldn't run on it. So I don't, I don't even think we ever got the car. Honestly, I think we fucking got everything out of the car and they came and repoed the car. I think, I think. Okay, okay. That's what happened. See, I don't remember everything, bro. And, and listen, that was a weird time in my life, bro. I was putting myself in places I didn't want to put myself. I was staying high as fuck because I didn't yeah. want to be in, I didn't want to be, I was scared to sleep around Ashley and shit. You know what I mean? I knew there was weird shit going on. I didn't want to be with Ashley. I did that all for a ploy. You know what I mean? Like, that's why it was so easy just to turn around and never look back. You know what I mean? Like, get the fuck away from her because I, she offered, I said, wait a second, something's weird here. Let me feel this out. Takes me to her house. Eric Shank's there. JJ yeah. Fox is there. Fucking Diablo's there. Everybody's talking to weird. So I'm like, hey, this might be the spot to be. So let me get in where I fit in. You know what I mean? And, and I try to make a place. And that's what I did. Guffy tells me he is the one who located the vehicle, which does match up with one of Ashley's stories. 
he recalls getting a tip that the vehicle was at JJ's girlfriend's house. Guffy says he thinks Larry and another person may have been with him. He tells me the vehicle was wrecked and the remote key was ruined so they couldn't move it. Guffy says he recalls a bag or two of trash that they brought back to Ashley, who went through them. I explained to Guffy that the receipt from Brittany's gas purchase was supposedly in the trash that was removed from the vehicle. He doesn't know anything about that particular receipt. Up next is Larry. We think Larry's memory could be key. According to Ashley, he was the one to communicate with her once he and Guffy located her vehicle. Sarah spoke with Larry via voice message. With his permission, we're going to share those messages. I haven't talked to Ashley since that day. Um, I actually have her blocked because I don't want any communication with her whatsoever. Okay, so I honestly, I don't know what receipt you're talking about. I really don't. I don't remember anything about a receipt. And then the Eric and JJ thing, I honestly don't know how they met. Like, I just, Ashley brought me back, back to her house one night. And she gave me a heads up that she had two people over. I was like, okay. And I walked upstairs and they're like on guard. And I'm just like looking at them like, um, okay. They were like really, really close for a while. And then they just kind of fell out, I guess. I don't know. Like we were all three in jail at one point in time. And, like, we were all in the dorm, I think, and them two, like, didn't want nothing to do with each other. And I was just like, okay, what happened while I was in here again? Like, that whole scenario was just messed up. And, yeah, JJ was there. He was actually upstairs, or he was in an apartment. And I remember Guffy going upstairs. Yeah. Or trying to get JJ to come downstairs. I don't know. It's kind of like real bad haze. I'm trying to remember as much as I possibly can for you. But yeah, I really don't remember a receipt. What was the receipt about? No, I do not recall this. Or the receipt. I know Ashley was letting, like, Eric and JJ use her car all the time. But, like, I don't know who was around at that moment because I wasn't. Like, (laughs) but Eric, let me tell you what, that man, that man seems like, um, he's got some, uh, things hidden. And you can, like, when I would look at him, he just... uh, How do you put it? Like, he's seen some some things that he just didn't want to talk about. And... It's... uh, Him and Ashley 
being as close as they were and everything, I also felt really, really odd about, because it's like, okay, wait a minute, something just doesn't seem right, because that's your best friend, that's your wife, which you two were so close, I swear uphill and down they were having an affair. That's honestly like anytime any of them went to talk about the whole Britney thing, Britney, the, the, this whole thing, I literally, I would look at Ashley, Ashley be like, I'm sorry, Larry. I was like, I'm telling you guys, I don't want to hear anything about it because all you guys are going to do is just going to freaking spout off this person, that person and everybody else. And it's going to lead nowhere. And it's just going to cause a whole bunch of problems. And I don't want my head filled with a whole bunch of Bull crap because I'm around you guys and so I would leave the room and I'd go down and either go into the basement and do my own little thing and wait until you know whatever her home went from there was kids and you know yeah she was fighting with CPS and everything and I was trying to help her out to me getting out of me getting out of jail. Her kids are gone. Um, CPS taking them, and her house be, went from a semi-functional drug home to the black abyss of a true meth head. Eric, there was just something about him that just wasn't right. I don't know if it was because he was mourning or trying to, or if he was. Behind anything, I have no idea. I just know that out of everybody that came around, he was the only one coming into his presence gave me an issue. It never really changed much. And he constantly stayed that way, even in jail. He was worried, 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 worried. And it's like, what are you so worried about, bro? You're in jail. Got caught with some drugs, whatever. He'll be out in a couple months. It just seemed like he was worried about more than what he was letting people know. And Ashley became a totally different person from the time that I met her to the time that, you know, I decided that I had to walk away because she was just, excuse my French, but a fucking fucked up mess. No, honestly, I don't remember anything about a receipt at all. Uh, trash bags and stuff like that, like, I honestly don't recall having trash bags out of there, but, but yeah, the whole receipt thing, that's got me a little floggered because uh, that makes no sense. But then again, I don't know if Eric was around Ashley at the time using her vehicle, maybe JJ. She also was friends with uh, uh, Ashley's boyfriend or ex-boyfriend at the time of all this. Kane, Cage, Cage. Like, I don't know. Ashley let every Tom, Dick, and Harry freaking borrow her vehicle, so it could be anything. But I would start looking in to see if Eric was around or JJ or something like that, just to find out if. You know, maybe they went and picked her up and took her somewhere and she put guests in the car or something like that. 
That sounds... Yeah, I'm looking to that one. Larry has no memory of returning to Ashley's with bags of trash. Larry says in a typed message that what he does recall is gathering some of her personal belongings, phone accessories, and such. Between the testimonies of Ashley, Larry, and Guffy, there are some major discrepancies. The testimony of Larry and Guffy is similar with one major difference. Larry doesn't recall trash bags. He recalls gathering personal items. Guffy recalls possibly grabbing one or two bags to bring back to Ashley. Larry and Guffy both mentioned that the interior of the vehicle was a mess when they arrived to it. This contradicts Ashley saying the vehicle was cleaned out by JJ. So at the end of the day, where's the receipt and what happened to it? I asked Ashley's friend if he could give me some clarification on this. What he tells me is that Ashley explained there's two possible scenarios about what happened to the receipt. In scenario one, she says it's possible the receipt was stolen along with some of her other belongings. He goes on to tell me that upon being evicted from her apartment, law enforcement and maintenance moved items they felt had been left behind to the road. She had been able to move some of her things into storage, but when she returned to gather more of her belongings, Ashley claims people had stolen her property from the roadside. In a second scenario, Ashley says the receipt could have been in the items she moved to storage. But eventually, when she was unable to get a ride to remove the items from storage, she lost that stuff too. JJ has been challenging to work with, but I stay persistent and work with Kimmy, JJ's girlfriend, to coordinate an interview. Hello. Hey. What's up? This is Jay. Oh, yeah, you know this is Jay. What's up? So you out now? Yup. So I want to talk to you about Eric and Ashley. What, the, the, everybody thinks I'm involved? I'm trying to figure that out, man. I'm telling you right now, I ain't involved. You can get the fuck off my case, all right? Then why can't we talk about it? Well, first off, the fact that, did you record me when I told you not to record us when we were in prison? I was in prison? Only because you asked you me said, not to. You I didn't said you weren't recording me, dog. Fuck no, that's recorded in prison. What are you talking about? It's recorded on jail calls and it's recording that call. I know it's recorded on jail phone there, bub. But you... Here's the funny thing. I didn't say shit to you in prison, so... Jay. But you recorded me. After I, you said me and you weren't recording. We're not gonna act funny and act like that call didn't happen. I know a call happened. I okay, you okay. Times, so actually. the thing is, I my don't... trust issue with you, dog. I asked you not to read my trust issue with you. I told you not to record. You said we weren't recording. I never, bro, Jay. We're, we're, it's recorded in jail calls. Whatever you gotta say is gonna be. Calls, it's, can, it, I know they're recording us on there. Okay, well, okay, you, JJ, I got the, the, that. uh, That's what I want to say. Get access to the recording of me and you through the jail through the prison MDOC. I don't give a fuck about that. I give a fuck about you and me recording. You recording me personally. The MDOC, I know it's recorded. What are you worried about? What's said on that call versus what's the, what the, you the share trust with me? On what I could you expect me to? Okay, okay. Well, Jay, here's okay, okay. Here's 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 the trust. Here's, here's trust. See me eye to eye right now. First of all, I don't like like just talking to the dark. I'm, I'm, laying, down, see, I'm laying down next to my lady, bro. 
She just told me this, and it kind of irritated me because you're bringing me in on some shit. All right, so, okay. And motherfuckers hey. are trying to bring me in. Not just you. Not even okay. saying it's you. But motherfuckers are bringing me in again. Not the fucking one, man. Okay, hold on. Wait, you're not understanding hold on, Kim. Hold on, Kim. Hold on, Kim. It is different. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Just, just hear me. The loyalty. Bro, you're not hearing me for a second. Hear me out for a second. I'm telling you, hear me out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain something to you. You're asking about trust. I'll listen. I'll listen. I'll shut up for a minute. Listen. What's up? I had that call recorded back in when you and I talked back when last year. What did you J-pay me? I ain't never J-paid you. Bro, yes you did. No, I didn't. I got my J-pay. I got my tablet in my brother's fucking storage. I tell you right now, there ain't a fucking single J-pay message in there from you. If there is, I didn't get it. J. Oh, wait, there is one message, isn't there? This is bass singer. Yeah, I remember this. All right. Yeah, okay. One message. There's a couple messages. There's a couple messages between right? us. What did you ask of me? You said, hey, bro. Please don't play that recording. My plan seemed to be falling through. I wanted to talk to JJ about the receipt, but he's only focused on trust issues in our initial phone call while he was in jail. The purpose of my phone call was to get confirmation on when JJ first met Ashley, in his own words. But he's wasting my time trying to prove a conversation that we already had. What I'm trying to also figure out is how JJ held on to this receipt from November 30th to February of 2019 and had the foresight of knowing that he was going to plant this receipt on Ashley or he was reckless and threw it in the trash bag not realizing it before giving it back to Ashley regardless JJ's difficult to deal with you said that I have the email still show me pop that email up real quick you show me uh, okay I love how motherfuckers can fabricate Bro, I got receipts, bro. I'm not, I'm not like this is what I do. I had this recording for a minute. I chose not to play it because you asked me not to. To give you guys some more context of what we're talking about, JJ and I spoke while he was in jail. It was our first interview. You guys heard that already. Now, after our first phone call while JJ was in jail, he had emailed me requesting that I not play the recording. To be clear, I never said I wasn't going to. I was just going to honor his request simply because what he had provided wasn't enough context for what I felt you guys needed to hear. Now, that was very early on in my investigation. Knowing JJ was going to get out of jail, and he had said that he was willing to speak with me once he was out, my plan was to do an interview with JJ that was going to allow him to speak more freely, not over a phone call while he was in jail. But as you guys know, once JJ was released, he was no longer cooperative. I told JJ and Kimmy I was going to move forward with the interviews. And what changed my mind? Initially, JJ wasn't high on my suspect list. His brother had a relationship with Brittany, and JJ wasn't around Eric or Ashley when Brittany went missing. JJ doesn't enter the picture until December 23rd, 2018, when him and Eric were pulled over. Again, guys, I'm looking at those who were closest to Brittany. But because Ashley's pointing the finger right back at JJ and JJ's reluctancy to talk is why you guys will hear what he says. I never said that. Bro, okay. Well, all right. Well, I'll show you, bro. Recording. And you said bro, I got right here. I got right here. On October 4th, you messaged me. You said October, right? Yeah. I'm looking at him right now. 
This is October. This uh, 2021. I got out of prison May 2022. No. Okay, but you were in jail in October 2021. I was in jail. And I never talked to you when I was in the county, dog. I'm looking at the JPs right now. I talked to you. I we were on the phone. Your mom told you to call me because you, you even messaged me. You were like, "All right, bro." Eventually, it might be Amanda. Yeah, this is the only fucking object. I was look. I've never talked to you when I was in the county. I promise you this. I didn't talk to you when I was in that joint. Jay, then who's the phone recording I'm with? Cause I never talked to you on the phone when I was in the county, bud. Okay, so who was I talking to in October? Let's answer this. What what county was I in? I don't know, bro. Like, I can, I, okay, I can go well, look you, it up. I promise you, I can go look it up. It's not on the top of my head. I can go look it up. But I promise you, you and I talked. So I'm not going to act funny and act like we didn't talk. We didn't talk. I talked to you short, brief, a couple times when I was in prison. Right. I'm talking I about. I wasn't in prison in October, dog. Okay. Well, who, where, who, where, where, okay. I'm going to, like, dog, I, I'm not lying. I'm not making, I'm not I'm fabricating. Not I can you show are, you this right now. I'll show you it right now. Kim, I'm gonna send this to your inbox. This isn't, I'm not playing games. Like I'm not, I don't know what you want me to say. Like I'm looking at what you and I spoke and how, how that whole thing went down. I'm not freaking out. I'm not saying he's lying. I told you 03-24-22, I'm home in four weeks, right? You kept telling me in 2021 that you weren't gonna be out until like early 2022. Yeah, in April. Of 2022, right? Yeah. Yep. When I wanted to talk to you, bro, you were like, no, like, I'm not going to be out. I'm, I'll talk to you when I get out. And I'm like, yeah, I remember okay. saying that. Yeah, I remember okay. that, yes. And then I'm I'm saying, I know we had messages, all right? And you were like, all right, you talked to my mom. At this point, I, like, all right, what's up? And you and I talked. You and I had a conversation. You and I talked about the whole situation. That whole situation went down. I had that thing recorded. You then messaged me afterwards, and you were like, bro, I'm asking you not to share that. I asked you not to share that recording and you said no bro I said I was recording you wouldn't have messaged me back and asked me not to share I wouldn't have fucking called you I'd have hung up right on the phone with you if I knew you was recording dog bro the, the calls are recorded I supposed to gain a trust with someone like right I'll call you in the morning alright it's 430 I gotta go to bed I gotta get up and go fuck a job hunting call right. me tomorrow so 8 o'clock I'll call you it's but, but, but Jay 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 what? I could take you to the well, but I can't make you drink the water. When we were trying to talk about it, and I was like, bro, did you know her? And you were pretty defensive about it. I was like, you don't understand what you're saying. With you saying, I didn't know her, cool. Because one of her text messages says, the reason why Brittany Shanks' receipt is in her car is because of you. Then you couldn't- right, I'm, gonna you, I'm gonna give you one name right now, all right? I'm gonna give you two names right now. That can be a lot, a headache and making me implicate because they thought I was going to put their fucking daughter away. All right? There you go. Okay, but why would they okay, but why would they be involved with Brit? Like I know I know that I know the bad relationship and Hey, I will call you in the morning, all right? Dog, hey. Call me, bro. Don't fucking flake on me. All right, we ain't bros, dog. We can't you can't call me bro. All right, well, dog, don't flake on me. I'm not going to flake. I promise you, I don't do no flake. I don't do no switch. When I say I'm gonna do something, I do it. Cool, I got you in the morning then. All right, thank you. That call never happened. JJ.
You flake too much. According to Ashley via her friend, Shasta was lying and never had the receipt. I am curious how Ashley now says she knows Shasta never had the receipt. How would this be known if it's possible the receipt was actually stolen? One evening in November of 2022, Sarah and I had just wrapped up going over some additions to the suspect board when I received a message from Greg telling me he just started a war. Brittany's father had commented on a post of Ashley's pertaining to a post on YouTube. The post itself is irrelevant. The conversation that transpired, though, isn't. Greg Wallace writes, Hmm, so you're saying you didn't have a hand in this stuff being posted to YouTube? Nope. I found out about it two weeks after it was posted. Okay. And how did Val get them? Because they are the same voicemails you sent me on Messenger when you hacked Jessica's shit. Val and I share information, and actually, one, I didn't send them to you. Your brother did. Two, for the last time, I didn't hack shit. I guess it's time for a refresher, and I need to repost these, proving that again. But no, I did not know Val was going to make that. I didn't know she did until the night I made this post. I didn't tell her to. I'm not in control of her or the decisions she makes or the videos she makes. Everyone thinks I'm this omnipotent being with magical powers to control people. What the fuck? Madison, Brittany's sister, steps into the ring. She writes. Okay, but she had to have gotten the voicemail somehow. Madison Wallace, not even sure what part of that is funny. Or why the fuck you and your dad are acting the way you are when you both know damn fucking well I'm the only reason as much info that's been found was even found in the first place. You both seem to have forgotten that you trusted me, not because of what I chose to say, but because of what I showed. I didn't claim shit. I didn't accuse anyone. I simply found a ton of shit and presented it. I still have every single one of our messages. I've done nothing wrong. So if you guys are really as two-faced as you all appear to be, exit stage left. Because I'm catching enough shit from complete strangers because I'm still trying to find your daughter and your sister while you sit there like you got any fucking room to judge anyone for anything. Greg Wallace responds. Really? Do I have to post your messages to me? Maybe you forgot, but I have every single message between you and I. Come on now, just quit lying. Greg Wallace lying? You can fuck the fuck off too. The very first voice clip I sent to Scott, he said he was going to send them to you and he did. Then Samantha was the first one to post them in the group after you posted to your page. So you too can fuck the fuck off. I'd love to see you put in as much work to find your fucking daughter as I have to find my friend. Then we'll talk about remembering every single message sent to every single person. Okay? Okay. I'm sure I sent more after the initial one. I sent you everything I found because I thought you deserved to know. Hey. Hey. Okay. No, I, I got a fucking war going on now. 
Yeah, I, I, I can't. Me an like Why don't you just say, hey, let's see your entire Facebook conversation with my daughter. Send them to me privately. There's, There should be no problem with that, right? Well, well I've got a shitload of the stuff that she sent me because I don't know if you can see the the new comments and everything that's going on in that place yeah. or not. But yeah. She's trying to say that she didn't do it, and I'm like, well, you know, those are the same voicemails you sent to my messenger. How the hell did Val get when you hacked Jessica's shit? And now she's trying to say, I didn't hack Jessica's shit. She's claiming she didn't hack it, but when you take over someone's account and they ask for it back and then you do not give it back to them and then you change the passwords and you kick them out and change yeah. the... You don't want to consider that hacking? Okay, fine. That's stealing then. You stole her accounts. Whatever you want to call it. Hacking, stealing, whatever. And you're portraying to be her. You're, you're sending people messages from her account. She's also sent messages from Britney's JPay accounts to people in jail portraying to be Britney. I would ask her, like, I could even send you a text message of what you can copy and paste, but I just, right now, if she's willing to be publicly out there with you in this conversation, why don't we just ask her for her Facebook messages between her and Brittany, the entire conversation. Send them to me, I'm her father, there should be no problem. You know, I want her to know that I haven't been accusing her of anything, you know, I've been telling people that, mm -hmm. you know, in my book, you're innocent until you're proven guilty, but... You know, so I kind of want to tell her that and then, yeah. you know, tell her, you know, hey, this is clear your name. Just send me, send me all your stuff and I wouldn't have any doubt. Because, I mean, I, I've personally told you that, yeah. you know, she's innocent until, you know, she's proven guilty. But all this dodging and lying and, you know, I'm starting to change my mind. All right. What about this, Greg? Ashley, if you're so innocent and you want to prove your innocence... Send all of the messages from the Facebook between you and Brittany, all of them, clear your name and it all goes away. Send it all to me. I haven't accused you of anything. My inbox is open. Yeah, that'll work. Okay. Oh, Victor just jumped in on this conversation. Oh shit, I'm missing it all. Yeah, oh man. Brittany's brother, Victor. He enters the ring, and he's holding back no punches. Ashley, you're a complete joke. You want to tell everyone where my sister is? Fuck off, you spoiled, rotten little brat. Your entitled attitude might work on some, but it just annoys me. This is the dumbest fucking attack ever. Find a new hobby. Better yet, go find your sister. Tell Emily to get her giddy little schoolgirl ass off the hide-and-seek page and join in. Grow the fuck up and do something productive to find your daughter, your sister. Pathetic bunch you are. Ain't done shit in four years but bitch and complain. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you'd be able to see the ongoing stuff or not. Oh, I'm watching it. Post that. Let's see what she says, because if she's active, we want her to answer that question. Okay. All right, I just posted it. Wow, she brought this on to herself. Holy smoke. I'm just looking at, yeah, because her and Victor are going at it now. Eric Shanks, a woman, for two or three hours, fucking another night. Who was on the phone with Eric Shanks, woman? Emily. Because Samantha texted me, and I totally ignored it. So yeah. she went from me to Emily, and Emily fed into her. She just kept going back and forth between Emily and her. And I'm like, why do you even bother? Just 
ignore it. Yeah. I see her post, and I haven't seen anything yet from her. Well, she probably shut down now. Uh-huh. <laughs> probably deleted this all and shut down. And I don't know. I, I like I said, I don't pay attention. I'm totally lost on the case. When the hell did this fucking Val chick come into the damn pictures? I mean, she's contacted me before too, but. I don't know that she's just insert. They insert. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't. I don't even know how to explain it. They're just. It's odd. No reply from me, huh? Well, you're right. Don't uh, shut it down. Yep. When you're saying, "Hey, let's put it all to rest. Put it all out there." If you're saying, "Hey, I've never even accused you," what would be the harm in her sending it to you? It's not like you're going to try to flip this and put this on someone who it's not about. This is your daughter, for Christ's sake. Why wouldn't she send it to you? She's not going to send it. Probably sitting back trying to fuck remember what she actually did say to the new. You know, because by the sounds of it, she's so twisted up with so many different lies. She don't. She don't know what she said. What she hasn't. One hundred percent. It's hard to remember your lies. It's easy to remember the truth. No, I'll let you know if I get anything else. All right, Greg. Sounds good. All right, bye. It's not long after, I get a call back from Greg. She deleted and blocked me. I can't see any of it. Oh, wow. I guess she deleted and blocked Madison, too. Of course. I don't know if you can still see any of it or not, but I I can't. Let me see. It says that she's commented on it, but I go, I try to pull it up and it, it won't come up. And then I went and checked my friends list and she's gone. Wow. Yeah, I could still see it, but I don't see I don't see anything new. Let me refresh it. Hold on. Still has the 18 comments. Still, everything's there. Yeah, I can't even pull none of that up. Oh, that Sansu girl went there and gave an angry face reaction to Victor. She obviously, Ashley's got her little crew of, of uh, girls that follow her, I guess. I guess I'm only consistent. All right, I was just calling what you know she blocked me. Okay. All right, well, I'll, I'll keep you posted if anything else posts. Remember what you were saying about John Crimes and how he was only talking to one side of the family and how he had talked down to Maddie and how he had, like, look at what you're saying right now. Look at what you're doing. Man. And that's the one thing she's continued to avoid, but everybody wants to talk about all the other things that the points that she tries to make or the show and what we're doing. Like, dog, the most important thing is where is that conversation? I've continued, we've continued to put it out there, even publicly on the show. Like, where's it at? No one wants to hold her feet to the fire. She just wants to talk around it and people let her do that. That's why she won't want to talk to me on the phone. That's why she needs Jason to talk for her. She doesn't want to talk to me because she knows I'll ask those questions now. And everything everybody ever talked about how it was so wrong of someone to go after the family because that was the biggest thing about John. Yo, like, she just went after Greg and said, basically chastising him and giving him a shit because he didn't do as much work as she's done, is what she's saying. is should have tried a little harder than Greg. Like, whoa. You are, you're seriously saying that to the, to the father of the daughter who's missing. It's one thing not to give me the conversations. It's an entirely different situation not to give those conversations to the father of the victim. You can hate me all you want, but why punish Greg? 
He would like to see Ashley's conversation history with his child. He made that request directly to you, Ashley, nearly four months ago. As of today, February 10th, 2023, he's yet to receive it. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. At one time, the suspect board was overflowing with pictures of people I wanted to take a serious look at. Early on in my investigation, Jessica brought a name to me. She told me she was very interested in me speaking to this person. She passed my contact information on to him, and he came through shortly after. Initially, his name is thrown into the ring because of a video that came to me in the dump of information chaos I was sent by Ashley. The persons of interest on our suspect board have dwindled down quite a lot since the early days of this podcast season, nearly a year ago. We've moved people in and out. We've stuck pieces of information here and there. We've spent hours staring at the board with dry, sleepy eyes. Endless hours discussing it, getting heartburn over it. And as strange as it sounds, we've been angry at it. It's always there, staring back at us. Some days I feel like it's taunting us, challenging us with all of its information. It's a source of help and inspiration most of the time, but it can also be a source of anxiety. Let's begin with the video I mentioned earlier. You'll hear the audio and I'll supply a play-by-play of what is seen. The video is being shot from inside Rabbit's vehicle on the late night of November 30th, or very early hours of December 1st. As he's sitting in the passenger seat while his friend orders food at the drive-thru, the video slowly pans to the right and shows a set of headlights coming around a building. As the maroon-colored sedan very slowly approaches, it crosses in front of Rabbit's vehicle and moves out of sight. Car's watching us. The vehicle in the video bears a striking resemblance to Sheldon's vehicle, the vehicle that Brittany was driving the night she disappeared. At first glance, the video doesn't seem to have much meaning other than being another rabbit hole to jump into, no pun intended. 
Rabbit takes this video because he believes that whoever is driving is following him. Six months later, someone shares with him that this car is very similar to Sheldon's vehicle. Could the mystery man be in the front driver's seat? Hello. Hey. Hey, how's it going, James? But yeah, um, just said about the messages back in the day for me and Eric. Yeah, I would love. To, I got the messages. I was able to take a look at them. Obviously, um, you're familiar with just the situation, right? Yeah, I had never technically got to meet Brittany. Um, I met her once, I think, down there at the Golden Buddha. She sold me a pipe one time, but I knew Eric uh, through Jade, my ex. He had actually lived with her for a while. The text messages it came from, it was, I think it was the first or second. I don't live quite the life of solid white, it's kind of in the gray. But uh, sure. we, had, we had had a car we thought was following us. Me and a friend of mine had pulled out of Speedway in Sturgis. This car at 2.30 in the morning was sitting at Taco Bell. Well, we go to pull out, and it starts to pull out. I make her stop. It pulls out in front of us. It goes down to Cottage Inn, kicks in. What's the UA? It's still in front of us and pulls back out, pulls into McDonald's. I told her, I said, well, pull in here. We pull in. It's setting long ways of Dunham's. It pulls forward and backs up. And I'm thinking it's hiding this license plate. It's a cop. Well, it goes off. It goes back around after we go through the drive-thru. I record the car. Mm -hmm. It goes back around and behind us. And I made her pull through the right and it goes back, goes left and disappears. Well, about six months later, I ran into a girl and I thought it was the white Cadillac that Shane had ended up messing in or had or whatever. And she said, no, that's Shell Nashbrook's car. I said, well, what do you mean? She goes, that looks just like the car that Shell Nashbrook had that Brittany had borrowed. Well, when we ended up looking back at the video, a friend of mine, which was a state detective, then asked for the date on it. And I believe, I think I'd have to go back and look. I can see the screenshot. I think it was either the 30th or the 1st. At 2.30 a.m. is when the video was taken. And I had sent that video to a few people, and Eric being one of them, the first thing he says, which was odd, he goes, I was at home with mom all night. He's like, whoa. Wait, 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 who said that? Who was with mom all night? Eric said that. Yeah. I sent uh, Jessica a screenshot. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, well, okay, yeah, what I, the I, hell would you say that for? <laughs> Yeah. You know? So let me ask you a quick question because I, I wanted to break down the text messages and what you had sent Jess and who did you meet first, Eric, Brittany, or Jessica? It would have been Eric would have been the first one I met. And Eric, his relationship to you, how? Uh, originally, he was a driver of mine. Back in the day, we, like I said, I lived life kind of in the gray. Wait a and second. Are you? Were you? Were you? Points to pick up certain things and drop off and everything else. Were you known as Rabbit? Uh, that's the rumor. <laughs> I've been trying to figure out who the fuck is Rabbit. Do you know a guy by the name of Eric Shane? Yeah, I met him and I didn't like him. She said this 
This is Brittany's uh, ex-husband, blah, blah, blah. This is Eric. Well, he gave me a ride home, and I believe in a lot of rules in business. And he was driving like an idiot, and I told him if he didn't slow down, I'd beat the brakes off of him. And that, because he was driving real reckless, and he told me that he drove for a guy named Rabbit, whoever the fuck he is. And... Eric was your driver originally. What year was um, this? That would have been 2017, maybe early 18. Uh, they had brought him up. They were picking up or wanting to buy, and he was there. And I started talking to him. He had a newer, nicer trailblazer. And he didn't seem to want to mind. And, you know, I offered him a, a certain set price, and that's why he, he went on with it. Do you mind me asking what that price? I mean, I'm, this is obviously a foreign world to me, but for me to better understand, because I've talked to quite a few people, and they're like, I wouldn't do that job, or I wouldn't have done this because I was the running man, or whatever. How much would you pay right. for a guy like Eric to, to do your to do a job for you? Usually, a run. I think he was driving to Edwardsburg for me. Usually, it was three to five hundred just to drive, okay. just to drive. That's not counting. Usually, I cut him a little product. You meet him in maybe 2017, 2018, when you think this happens. When do you meet Brittany? I didn't get to actually meet Brittany until oh. after I met Eric, and I met her at the, and he wasn't even involved. It was at the Golden Buddha. I had met her one time when I went there. I went to pick up a pipe, and it sticks out of my mind because she goes, you don't want that one. She goes, then holy, you don't get a good hit out of it. But I think that was the only interaction I ever had with her. How close was that to the time that she went missing? No, I would say probably it was in the summer, maybe June, July prior. Uh, okay, so 2018 still? Yeah, yeah, it would have been somewhere around there. Let's let's kind of get further into the fall season uh, or winter season, right. I guess. Um, Eric, though, I didn't get to know Eric until I found out he knew my ex really well. He had actually moved in with her after he had ran back into her through me. That's when I got to kind of know Eric a little bit better on a personal level. Eric, about, let's see, about six months, maybe, or three to six months before he moved in with Jade. I don't know what had happened to the kid, but he had totally did a 360 from when I met him. He was clean cut, put together, had a job, kept a job. Man, all of a sudden, when he came back around, even the way he talked, looked, his voice was different. And that's before Brittany disappeared. I about busted his head in Jay's garage over pulling that blade on Jay. Yeah, it was a butterfly knife, had like a, kind of like a brass knuckle handle. He yeah. just, he went off the wall, man. Do you know what caused the situation there? I mean, he's pulling a blade on her. I, I don't know if I set that off. Now, I know it was before Brittany had passed. So I'm not going to sit here and say the boy did it or right, I'm sit right. here and say, you know, that's what made him go off the end. How did you know he before. took the blade out on her, though? Did she tell you or did you witness? She told me. But okay. that's one thing she would never. Right. The girl wouldn't lie. There's there was a whole big situation with that man. And with Grange County and St. Joe, you got your hands full, to be honest, James. This ain't the first little deal like this. You got Telly Spiker stabbed himself in the guts with a butcher knife three times, cut both wrists, cut his throat, ripped his juggler out, suicide. Over here, coroner sitting there telling the detective, there's no way her arms are six inches too short to pull the trigger. Suicide.
they cover everybody's ass if they can't figure it out here. It's not long into our call that Rabbit brings the focus and attention to Chuck Allen. He has a theory. No, I'm not saying it was Brittany. If you take that video and you slow it down and you zoom it in, when Chuck Allen leans in the car the first time, you see the first shot. Mm -hmm. He starts to back up, then he moves back in, you see the gun, second shot. I met him once, impressed me later. He's just a musclehead. But he's a good con artist. Mm-hmm. Let me. I want to kind of uh, go. I want to go back to to the the time that Brittany went missing. And, okay. And it was obviously November thirtieth. Um, and I have the conversation between you and Eric. How did? Where is that from? Is that from your Facebook? That would have been Facebook to his Facebook back then. I didn't know until days later that she was even missing. How did you find he out? He had never said anything. I think I sent it to her in the screenshot that he had told me two days or three days afterwards that she was that she was missing. So what you sent, Jessica, is there a way to screen record it and then start from the top and just go down so I could see the timestamps and in, in, in the full conversation? Yeah, I can do that, James, but you know that's conspiracy to deal a narcotic on my end if it got seen oh, by the wrong people. I don't care about that. The detective that I have worked with doesn't care about that. Right, and that's kind of where I'm at with it. And everybody with their bullshit has kind of lost sight of that between the Ashley and Jessica thing. Oh, you guys are They're taking their eye off of what they should be focused on. And that is, that's somebody's mother, child, yeah. sister. Yeah. And nothing's being done. And to no. be honest, from what I know, I know Eric would cop for every once in a while. But as far as I know, Brittany wasn't a hardcore drug addict. But I don't believe that that she was off the chain. What's your relationship like with Eric today? I don't have a relationship with Eric today. Okay, how did it end? Well, it was when he pulled the knife on Jay. That about ended it there. That and he just got fucking weird, man. Talking about, I don't know, it's, it's, it's left field. I'm more focused on what Eric's mentioning in your guys' conversation, just to be clear. We've already kind of broken down the conversation as much as we could, but if I can actually see the whole thing so I'm not having to kind of guess or what this is or what that is, and then we can actually dive into the true context of what the meaning behind the conversation is, such as you explaining to him what you're seeing, and then he's... You know, you're just like, hey, look, look, this is what I saw, you know, with the whole ride that night. So if I can get that, would that be pretty easy for you to do? I'll have to download like X record, but I can do that. It might take me a minute to go back through, man. You're talking three years ago of conversations. Yeah. yeah, I found it yesterday because Jessica asked me to. I know his Facebook back then. He had a separate one also. It went by Green Lantern. Interesting. He had that one for for a while there. What sticks, um, I just found out, what sticks out to you to know? That like, like I'm thinking it's a cop at that time, and all of a sudden he's like, "I got an alibi." It's like, what the hell? You know, the guy that was driving the car that night was probably mid to late fifties, salt and pepper hair, had a cap on, and you know he's hunkered down. He had glasses. There's no way it was her. And for him to say that, it was just odd to me. And I told Jessica, that's odd. You know, I didn't realize that was a car, at least like, 
the one she had borrowed until probably six months, somewhere around there later. Yeah, I've seen the I've seen the video and I've seen the picture and I've seen all that and I'll 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 dive more into what I've what I've observed thus far um, and kind of give you my takeaways. The best way to be able to continue this would be able to get the, the like video record of it, work our way down it as we go through it together. That would be the best approach to be able to kind of move forward in the interview. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. I'll um, be here waiting yeah, for you. I can manage to get it around. I'll look back. I got one of my old text now numbers I used to use back then, too. I think I remember the pass on it. I might have the conversation between in there also. Yeah, that sounds but great. But one thing that was weird, back then I stayed in pretty close contact with Eric. And Eric was mad. Uh, something about her, she signed off of someone with the kids. He was pissed. Uh, I guess Brittany had signed off the kids or gave guardianship to somebody or something, if I remember correct. But he was very upset. And, what did he say? you know, he had called me usually or messaged or ever how every day pretty often. And on what, what day was it? I think it was on the 30th, if you look. I messaged him one time. He didn't message me. I remember for hours later and then never messaged back. And it was the only time in any of our conversation before or after he ever did that. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's get that recording or that, 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 let's get that video of, of the messages. And then we can work our way down. And then that possibly might even jog some memories as you read through it. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll go through. I think actually video will let me record it out and trick. So. Yeah, I'll be right. I'll be here waiting. Uh, all right, yeah, this is my number. You can reach me anytime on it, James. Okay. Do you think it? So, do you think? What do you think it would take? Like, I'll jump on it right now if you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be yeah. I'll, I'll be here waiting for you. So just call me back once you once you send it and you're done. Um, all right, sounds good. What's your Facebook name? All right, I just sent you a message. I'm gonna uh, once I get the video to my phone, I'm gonna pull it up on my phone, but I'm gonna FaceTime with you through Facebook if that's cool. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Awesome, thank you. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye. On December 1st, 2018, Rabbit sends a message to Eric S. He says, I'm closed for a few days, bud. Dark red Ford definitely tailed. It waited at Taco Bell. Eric S. responds, Have no idea, bro. I haven't even left my mom's. LOL. Odd response. Since Eric didn't drive a dark red Ford sedan. Why he thinks this would be something relevant to Eric is something I don't yet understand. It's time to start dismantling this house of cards. One card at a time. Until the only card left is a spade held up by a book of matches. Next time on Hide and Seek. Okay, hold on. Why the fuck would she not tell me that her and Rabbit are brother and sister? Val, come on, dude. He's not blood. Let me make this clear. He's not blood. <laughs> He's not blood? He is not blood.
again, I can't help but notice when Chet gets upset, he, you know, he, oh, yeah. he talks about your brother. Because I feel like it has to do with the case, because it's usually when we're talking about this. It's either Ashley, for one, because Ashley blames Justin. Justin blames Ashley. <laughs> Wait, are they rec- have they been recently hanging out or something? So now Rabbit doesn't want to talk. The Hide and Seek podcast is hosted, directed, edited, and produced by James Basinger. Written, edited, and produced by Sarah Joe. Engineered, mixed, and mastered by Nudon's Audio Engineering. Director of Photography is Ethan Schatz. Our graphic design is created by Jordan Robinson.